ears to catch every word. So whenever Toad the Elder chose to speak, the inhabitants of the pond listened closely. Whatever Toad the Elder said, the inhabitants of the pond believed. Toad made a gnarled, throat-clearing sound, raised his weakening arms, and with a sweeping gesture said, Today is a day of salutation for the one who leaps great distances. Thunderous roar of cheers. Welcome to our home, the magnificence of all that exists, the most glorious body of water ever imagined by any living being. From here to there, from there to here, nothing could be more than our pond. This was a declaration that Toad had stated before and stated often. So tell me, Frog, why is it that you have devoted yourself to the jumping that you do? Always to further challenge the sky, Ping impulsively beamed. Toad glanced imperiously across his subjects and observed the nods and smiles from the younger frogs. More precisely, he took note of a whispering Daikon and Hodo, two of the more troublesome young frogs ever spawned. Even as tadpoles, Daikon and Hodo had not been easy. Their penchant for venturing out too far from the safety of vegetation in the pond shallows was a constant source of head-shaking among the adult frogs. When the day came that Daikon and Hodo grew into the shape of full-fledged frogs, they found that their affection for each other grew as well. Daikon was sure of one thing. Hodo carried the colors of the world in her perfect, glistening skin, and that was enough for him. In the whole long history of the pond, no two creatures had enjoyed the close-together time that they had spent chatting through the afternoons, their days full, enjoying each other's company, questioning the certainty of their surroundings, and pondering the very nature of their everyday existence. Their inquisitive spirit and rebellious behavior had become an irritant to Toad, and today was no different. Toad snorted his disapproval at Daikon's and Hodo's brazen glee. There was no understanding the young any more. He turned away, adjusted his royal robes. So then, from where is it that you have come to visit us? he asked Ping. From the great ocean. Bewildered silence from one and all. A puzzled look clouded Toad's old eyes. Ah, I've never heard of such a place, he said. But do not be overwhelmed by our most marvelous pond. How much smaller is your ocean? As with all things, Highness, the ocean should not be judged by its size, but by its openness, Ping replied simply. Nonsense! Toad made a show of proudly pointing out their surroundings. How many of your oceans would it take to fill our pond? With respect, I am delighted to tell you that the ocean is a vast thing. What do you mean, exactly? Do you mean to say that the ocean can't even begin to compare? Ping nodded. It is true there is no comparison. As I thought. Toad said, looking to his subjects. But still, how small is the ocean? 
The ocean is not small, it is big. Big? Big how? Is it half as big as our pond? Ping shook his head. No, bigger. The crowd began to stir. The grouping of young frogs blinked in amazement. Toad began to ponder the absurdity of the statement. Is it as big as our pond? His voice was growing stronger. Bigger still, I guarantee you, Ping answered. All rivers pour into it, yet it never overflows. It is constantly being drained, yet it never empties. The seasons of spring and winter bring no change. Floods and droughts also leave it unchanged. It is vastly superior to both stream and pond. Majesty, forgive me. I don't mean to displease you, but your pond would not even be a drop in the great ocean. The crowd gasped and looked to Toad the Elder.